Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Crease Crank Hockey Podcast with Murph and Speech. How's it going, Speech? Um, I'm not doing too bad. I had a pretty good spring break. Nice week off. I went to the Jets game. Um, I was roaming the concourse in my Leafs jersey. and Who were they against, by the way? Let's just keep this in mind. Um, the Jets were playing Detroit. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good game. The Jets scored, I think, six. And... Yeah, and we'll talk about the Jets a little bit later in, but... Did you have an odd fan that yelled at you why you were wearing the Leafs jersey at Yeah, all? I was getting absolutely harassed by my dad at the game. He was picking on me, but it was good to go and see, especially to get the to see the Jets' offense coming after uh, a big break in their production. But yeah, it was good. Otherwise, had a pretty chill weekend just worked sharpened some skates and then yeah the Jets game so that was good sounds like a pretty good spring break uh it's not too been too bad I've been pretty busy kind of watching March Madness like the the men's and the women's I saw LSU take take the victory uh winning the championship today so congrats to LSU uh and then what do you got you got UConn and uh was it San Diego State for the final so that'll be an interesting to watch up I'll be excited to watch that. You haven't been too in tune with March Madness, hey, haven't you? Um, no, not really. I well, I also didn't add this. Last night stayed up, watched the Leafs game, <laughs> big win over the Senators. And <laughs> um and then I also watched the Formula One race, the Australian Grand Prix. That was solid to watch. Um minus the fact that I was up till three AM because it was it took the full three hours slot that they had to race due to lots of stoppages okay sounds like a long night for you but um well other than march madness i was hanging out with my friends and then the blue jays had their opening uh day i'm not really a baseball guy but do you watch a bit of baseball yeah i started watching i've watched all the games so far this year but yeah did they win that game or did they? Uh, no, they went one and two this weekend. So oh, they tough. won. They won game one, and then they lost the last two. Mm. Well, other than kind of like watching a lot of sports, I guess for us, uh, nothing much. I guess for the both of us. But um, we have a really good episode ahead of us today. Um, just kind of like talking about um, uh, who already clinched, and we're kind of gonna go not really into depth about those teams, but just kind of like how they clinched and like maybe what their matchups are going to be kind of thing and then uh we kind of just kind of like the normal podcast just the regular news and stats and give our opinions on what's going on so um is there a topic you want to start off with because we i know we got a couple to go over with Um, today well i want to start off with Devin levi made his nhl debut and it was as expected for the savers he had he won having um Saving 31 shots, a 33, putting them at a 9.39 save percentage. So this was against the Rangers, by against the, way. the Rangers. It was like so a really top-heavy, like offensive, offensive team, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is, I think, is a really good look for Devin Levi and Buffalo for what could be to come next season. And if I was gonna call an early shoot brain fart, sorry. If I was gonna call an early Calder candidate next oh, wow, season, really. I know Bedard okay. will be in the league, but I think Devin Levi could be um, up there for I that. Like that. I think that that's actually one of your better takes. One of my I my, like that. 
we can do that another time. Our two early predictions for next season, but I'd I'd put him up there for one of my favorites for the Calder, especially because the team in front of him and. I think he showed really well. He made some big saves, and I think it'll be good seeing him in a Sabres jersey for years to come. It's good. And they they trade him for like a fourth or yeah, some from Florida because they kept Spencer Knight uh, instead, which is good. But what? Just think about if Florida like kept him, like he got rid of like. Well, you can't really get rid of Bob. I guess that's why they did it. Hey, yeah, ten million dollars. That's practice. really as as sucking you pay right the now. Goalies, they don't make saves. <laughs> but yeah, um well well yeah, he yeah, uh back to get going to Devin Levi though. Um really big for performance like you said. I thought he uh played really well, made a lot of cross crease saves. I, I actually watched a bit of the game and a bit of the highlights and he actually did really well. I mean obviously if you're making thirty one saves you're doing something, right? Only landing two. Um but yeah, and I, obviously like a team against the Rangers, like it's like an all star lineup top six, so um, g- good on him, especially on his first uh, first game of the season or first game in his career, and I really think that he could put- he'll be a starter. Um, give him a couple of years, he'll be a starter for the Sabers. But I I think uh, next year he could be their starter. Nah, you, think, he's too young. You can't. They're too I young. I think they you can't, will. You can't start young I boys. I bet you they will. Well, who are they gonna start instead? Because I you got Becca Lukanen. <laughs> Or well, Craig actually, Anderson. Craig, I, there's rumors <laughs> that Craig Anderson, yeah, going to retire, and his last game will be against the Senators. I but. could see that, yeah. But also, I just wanted to mention this: Devin Levi had a .942 save percentage in college hockey this year. That's that's the second highest save percentage like of all time. I swear to you, I swear to you, you can look it up. I I saw it. I forgot where I saw it, but like that's that's insane. A .9 Four two, and he had like a really big winning record. They won a couple championships because uh, he played for Northeastern. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, good for good for him, and I think he has a really good career ahead of him in the NHL. Um, another thing going on a part of this that I think is a big deal is that Devin Levi signing out of college, and I think this is going to be a big trend coming in for the next years in the NHL, like, like a Jimmy VC. Jimmy VC, but not a bust. <laughs> but but no, I think on top like Devin Levi signed. I think there's still a couple more guys that will end up signing to join their teams in the playoff push or in the playoffs. I think Matthew Nyes is going to sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs for playoffs. But then I also think that Luke Hughes for the New Jersey Devils will for play playoffs. in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, kind of like how McCarr did it, hey? Like in his when he did it, that was pretty cool. Um, that's what that what you saying that kind of reminds me of when McCarr yeah. played like uh, those couple games. I forget who they played against, but he had a really good showing in playoffs coming out of college. But a guy who I really want to say Montreal signs a goalie, uh, Ohio State goalie Jake Jake Dubies. I'm pre- du- Dubes Jake Dubies. I don't know. Sorry if I butchered your name, but signs with the Habs coming out of Ohio State. Um, he's like a six-five build, and he put up really good numbers for Ohio State this year. So um, I think uh, this is actually a really good move by the Canadians because we all know uh, they don't have really good goaltending. And just look at their history: you have Carey Price, you have Caden Primo, you have Jake Allen. It's 
I, I I'm not a really big Bryce fan, if you can tell. But uh, what do you mean? You used to have a sticker of him in your basement. You sleep with Montreal Canadiens blankets, and you're telling me you're. That's because my dad was trying to change my opinion on him. Don't try and make up a story, but <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. I just think it's a really good signing for them, and he definitely has like a, a build, like the six five build, and he could possibly grow into an NHL role soon. Like I maybe like a Devin Levi style, like a give him a couple of years, and he could go into a backup or a starter or whatever it is. Um, and then we're gonna step away from the college news. There's been some season milestones that happened this week. Leon Drysaitel scored his fiftieth goal, and I. I think he is having one of the most underrated seasons, like the most underspoken seasons this year, just because I think he's a little bit in McDavid's shadow. But yeah, but I still he's 120 points right now. Yeah, I just and, and that that that's one of the most quiet 120 points. That that is the most quiet I've ever heard. And of. he's by far second in the league. Like I don't think there's anyone really close. I'm pretty sure. Like you got. Um, a couple guys that broke 100 that we'll get into in like a couple minutes, but um, uh, there's just not really anyone close to Mc. Obviously, McDavid on another planet right now, but he's on Jupiter. But you have Drysaddle who has who just got 50 goals, and he has 70 70 assists for 120 points. So like, really good campaign for him with a guy who doesn't. I mean, did you see this stat where like he only has 19 goals? Five on five, nineteen. He's a playoff merchant. What? Or a power play merchant? Power play merchant. Yeah, that's right. Like <laughs> Chris Kreider, Jr. thirty thirty goals are, and he is one shorthanded. But I don't think that's that nuts. I don't I don't think that speaks to like last year where Chris Kreider was banging in rebounds. I think it just speaks to how good the Oilers' power play actually is. It it is unbelievable, and when you look at the guys on there, it makes sense. I just don't even know what to say. It's unbelievable. How do you feel about the power play? The power play? Uh, well, you know the power play is doing really good when you have like Zach Hyman, who has like ninety points right now. Like, you have an absolute grinder has has ninety points, and he's on their <laughs> power play. He's on their first play. You have Nugent, Nugent Hopkins, who's almost at a is that a he's at ninety seven right now. I think he's gonna break a hundred. They got like five games left, so. I think he'll break 100. Hyman will come close. He won't break it, but he's only at 90. But, like, that's crazy. Like, you have all those guys that are about to break 100 on Edmonton. Like, have you seen these this many guys, like, be around 100 on the same team before? Um, Edmonton in the 80s. <laughs> but, okay, but, yeah. No. But, like, I'm saying, recently, like, now. Oh, yeah, absolutely recently. not. Absolutely not. And, um, and adding on to that point, the Oilers rank number one in power play percentage they have a 32.4 power play percentage. That is 9% above the next team. And I I just, it, their power play is so good. And it when like they obviously pump in goals at the rate they do, it kind of makes up for their lack in defense. But in regular season, this is unreal. But I think come playoff time, the ice is a little tighter and it's harder to get these power plays to just feed off of. Um. Another milestone that was hit this week was Matthew Kachuk and David Pasternak both hit a hundred points. Uh, well, you got 
Tachuk, who's not really playing. With, I mean, you got you're playing with Barkov, but wasn't he hurt for a bit? No, they're on different lines. They're on different lines too. Great. So like, Tachuk not getting that much help, and he's still putting up. And they're fighting for a wild card spot. This is huge for him. He's putting up absolute numbers right now, and for like you said, he's not playing with Barkov, so he's not playing with anyone like he's big, big. His, he's driving his own. Line exactly. Right now. Exactly. And people were saying that, like, when he was playing with, like, Lindholm and Goudreau, right? Like, they were, they were questioning, like, oh, would he put up the same production or more production with Florida like he did with Calgary? Because he had that help with that line sort of thing. But he's doing better without them. <laughs> so yeah. clearly he could drive his own line, and he's, he's having that confidence. Like, everyone wants a player like Matthew Tuchuk. Like, he's just an all-around, like, like really good player like offensively he's pretty good defensively he gets under your skin he's physical like all those type of things like makes you a great hockey player and he does everything like really well and you could and him breaking a hundred just proves that he's just that good and can hang with the rest of the top players um yeah and then david Pasternak hitting 100 he's having a really good season he also hit 52 i believe last i think week. last week and yeah, he's having a good season. I mean, you'd obviously expect it from him considering the team he plays for and how dominant they've been this season. But, yeah, I, I think Kachuk's 100 points is a bit more impressive just off that he is dragging this Florida team into the playoffs. And they're right now they're on the outside looking in, but they have one less point than Pittsburgh in wildcard two with the same amount of games played. They both have five and then five games left. And then you have the Islanders four games left with two more points ahead of them. But, yeah, I think Florida could definitely make it. But did you see Keith Kachuk rip into them, saying that the Panthers play too soft? Oh, on Instagram? Like, yeah, oh, I saw that, yeah. Saying, and then he was saying that they should play more like the Senators. Because <laughs> Brady, yeah, that's actually pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Did he, did he say anything else, or was it kind of like just that? That was, that was kind of it, and then he went into a little bit. Of depth, but yeah. All right. Well, um, what do you want to go into next? So, one series is guaranteed right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs face off once again, a repeat of last year series. And personally, I think that I like. Like I know this is you're gonna say oh every year. I like the Leafs odds a lot better this year than I liked them last year. I think. <laughs> I think their defensive core is stronger than it was last year. And then I also think they have a different depth of forwards than they did last year, too. Like, I think O'Reilly will hopefully be back by then. And in my opinion, I think that the Leafs added guys that can, like, just help in different situations where I feel like in previous years it was, let's, small, fast, skilled to put the puck in, but... I think they've kind of came to realize that you need a little bit of everything. And when you really, like, if they go one, two, three, Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly, that is the best centerman depth, I think, in the league. Who who would you take over that? Boston. You got Bergeron, who's an absolute unit. Way better Matthews than Matthews. Over Bergeron. Way better than Matthews. I take Tavares over Krejci. And nah. then I take who's who's the, the Charlie Coyle in the yeah, third? I take I take unit. O'Reilly over Charlie what do you mean? Coyle. I'd take Trent Frederick over over oh, Tavares. Yeah, sp- spit it out, buddy. Like let's go. Trent Frederick is a unit. 
But no, I think their their forwards are a lot deeper than last year. And then Tampa Bay also does not have the decor they had in previous years. You know what? Obviously, they still have Andre Vasilevsky who can steal a series regardless. Riley's still hurt, hey? Yeah. And then the other thing, the Leafs could also have Matthew Nyes, like we said before, coming in to add to that forward depth. Or he could slide on a top line. Okay, well, let me ask you this as if. Okay, so who would you like him, like Matthew Nyes, to take off of that squad? Um, to, to get into the lineup? I actually. I'm not sure, but. Right now, though, they are running with 70 and not um, 6. Because so, I think they're trying to figure out their top 6 for playoffs, and then they're going to come and find okay, out. Well, obviously, you got to take off Justin Hall. For that? Not a playoff performer. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I think that. But then the other thing that they also have is this guy. I never heard of him until yesterday. Zahorna, number 53. He's six foot six, 220. And he scored in his debut with the Leafs, which I think is pretty good. Obviously, he won't be a scoring piece for them, but like size like that, especially if he is willing to play tough, like that could be a big piece for the Leafs. But what are your opinions on this series? Um, I just like every other fan, I just have I've logic, and this is how it's gonna go. It's gonna go how we all think it's gonna go. And that is Tampa's going to win. <laughs> Probably in seven because that's how it always goes. But Tampa's just going to win because we all know what happens with Toronto. You can't make it past the first round. Everyone says this. It's our year. You guys have been saying this for the past six years of your life. So I'm not buying it. No one else should be buying it. And, yeah, and I'm not just saying this because I'm just – a logical Bruins fan. Any like you can be dumb as a rock, zero, zero IQ, and you can know that <laughs> you can know that Toronto. There's no is way not. you just called yourself a logical Bruins fan and said that other people are dumb as a rock. <laughs> You're a Bruins fan. <laughs> nah, but I know what I'm talking about because look, just look at their history. No cup since '67. Truthful. You guys, what, haven't got the first round in since 04, hey? It was 04, right, or something like that? Why do you think it's different? Oh, we got the better team, better team, better team, better team. You, you guys, okay, I'll give you some credit. You guys actually do have kind of like the momentum going right now because Tampa's just crapping the bed right now. They're and, terrible. And I think Tampa's aging, and their core, like I said, is not the same as before, and the Leafs' core is coming into their primes here. That's Look true. at William Nylander's having a career year this year. Although last year he was really good in the playoffs, but I still think that Willie Nylander could be a big difference. And when you honestly look at how deep the Leafs are this year, it's it'll be a big change. I think, in my opinion, I got the Leafs in six or seven. I'm not sure if if the Lightning keep it up the way they've been going though. I got Leafs in six, no doubt, and then. Um. Yeah, that's my take on it. And okay, then I'll say this: the only way I see the Leafs winning if it goes in six. Anything else, it's lightning. If it's Game Seven, it's Tampa. 
because we all know what happens in Game Seven. And Andre Vasilevsky could be a yeah. big factor, but I yeah, think that's what else I was going to say. They have to take if they're going to win this series, they're going to have to find a way to like. I'm not saying injure Vasilevsky, but take his like confidence out of the series quick. Like they're going to have the to first pump, game just pump, like, him pump first. a couple in first game. Just get his confidence yeah, down. Think, think he's a shitty goalie. Like, ah, oh, I'm not number one. I'm number three in the world now. <laughs> but but I although that being said, like Tampa's won. They know what it, they have to go through to win, yeah. and they've been there before. They so got the experience. It's it's not it's not going to be an easy series, even though the Leafs do have well, the better squad. I mean, Leafs do have. You got O'Reilly, who's who's Consmite won a cup in twenty recently. Pretty recently in 2019, and then you also added a guy like Jake McCabe, who I think his game is meant for playoff hockey, as well as Luke Shen, who has plays playoff hockey. I could be like, I just think I always this goes for any any league, not just NHL juniors, whatever it is. You it comes better goalie. It, there you go. It comes down to the goaltending. You, like you just Samsonov. Samsonov is having a really good, good yeah. year, and I think he could. But Vasilevsky is just. A hundred times better. Just a hundred times better. Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world for a reason. And if you have a hot goalie like this, not not just I'm not just talking about this series, but like just in any any game or any series and for this playoffs in general, you get a hot goalie, you're winning a series. You just need a hot goalie who's just absolute running, who's playing out of his mind. Just keep running, and you're winning a series. I'll tell you that. Um. But uh, uh, next up, we could uh, talk about uh, Mr. Two Fights in a Row, uh, N- Nicholas Delorier, I'm pretty sure, hey? Nick Delorier. Nick Delorier. Two fights back-to-back. Like, Against the Senators. Yeah, Senators, that's right. I, I thought it was an unspoken rule that once you get into one fight, you generally don't jump right into another, but I guess that was not the case with... I'm drawing a blank on the name from the for the guy from the Senators, but it just it's kind of just like what are you doing, man? He just fought a guy, and it's like I understand you want to stand up for your teammates and stuff, but I feel like at that point you wait, and then if he gets into another one, you get into another one. But yeah. Uh, that was just. I don't know. Were you watching the game? I was, You yeah. were watching the game? I wasn't watching the game, but I saw, like, the highlights on uh, TSN. And didn't he but, win both fights? Yeah, he yeah. did win both fights, which is really funny. How do you win both fights? Like, do you think he's just Mr. Endurance? <laughs> Mr. Um, Endurance? M- Mr. Big Hands? Do you think he'd give think Ryan Reeves a run for his money? I th- Yeah, I I think that. I think... I think what the NHL should do is... Have you seen the movie... Have you seen Goon 2? No, I've like only the, seen the first the one. The last of the enforcers. Oh, I've only seen so the first one. So there's this this event where it's all the former enforcers that played pro hockey, they come together and it's just a big brawl on the ice. I forget what they called it, but that's what the NHL should do and have all the enforcers come together. Last man standing wins. Wins what? You just want a trophy and money? No money. It's all pride. <laughs> Who would go in that then? From current, I'd say Delorier, Reeves, Wilson um, or no? Wilson, Adam Lowry, <laughs> um, Lowry. <laughs> trying to think here. Logan Stanley. Logan. The uh, big six eight. Yeah. Um. Wayne Wayne Train. Yeah. Wayne. Pat, Patty Maroon. Yeah. 
And I think one more. I'm trying to think. Pat, Pat Maroon needs that money so he could keep donating to the... What do you mean? That was Jack Edwards' donation. Okay. Yeah, but he still... No. I. Oh, yeah, I was. Worst commentator in the in the show. I know. I know. I can't believe I'm saying that because I am a Bruins fan, but he's just... He's a joke. Yeah, he's, he's, he is a joke. <laughs> but... No, no. Pat Maroon uh, donated first. He donated two grand first. Yeah, but it was in his name. He put it as the other guy. As oh, as Jack guy. Edwards. Yeah. Okay, okay. That was pretty funny, actually. Um, but yeah, kind of moving past that, we could uh, move on to talk a bit about Pittsburgh. Not that much, but it's uh, Chris Letang hit hits a thousand games played. What do you think about that in his career so far? Um. Yeah, it's not a real surprise. He's a really good player, and he's been good for a long time. And he he's had some adversity coming to reach this point, but um, he's well deserved, and I hope he gets uh, honored well for that. And I hope he enjoys it. Uh, yeah, he's actually, uh, he's actually doing uh really well like in, in his career so far um hopefully the pens do you hope the pens make it to the playoffs this year or no no why not i i'd rather see other te- i'd rather see florida in the playoffs than um than see the pittsburgh penguins i think they have more to offer and i'd rather like i want to see the kachuk brothers in the playoffs even though brady won't end up making it but i'd, I'd like to see at least one of them okay um we could uh, move past that a bit, and we can move on uh, to the Rangers quick, and then we can move on to the teams getting clinched. But um, quickly for the Rangers, Philip Cheadle uh, re-signs with the Rangers, like and gets extended uh, for four years at four point four mil a year. Um, what do you think about that contract? He has the potential to make that contract more than worth it, but I I think it's a little bit of an overpay because he hasn't really proven to what 4.4 is worth and he's on that third line with the like the like the, the young gun line, line yeah. like what is it Kako and Lafreniere that Pretty one's sure. terrible am I like that is she Lafreniere drafting you see Lafreniere it was goal? nice but who cares when you okay. score once like every 10 games or whatever like he's kind of they're just a bunch of underperforming I think it's due to the the Rangers system not being strong enough to develop players properly and I just think they're just wasting potential by throwing them on that third line. And obviously, they're not going to break into their top six because it's unreal. But I think if they were smart, they'd go through a three lines balanced. And then you could also have your young guys getting to play and getting to learn and become actual pros and real top six players. Because they're, they're not defensive. They're not checkers. They're offensive skilled players. They're not what you want for your third line. All right, um, that was a good talk about uh, the Rangers, and we'll actually kind of talk about them in a sec. Uh, but let's move on to the teams that clinched the playoffs. Uh, well, what did you mention? Like the Bruins got sixty wins and got uh, the President's Trophy. They clinched the President's Trophy a little bit back, but yeah, Bruins become the fourth team in NHL history to hit sixty wins, and. I don't think that's much of a surprise. I think within the last couple of weeks, we kind of they only need three to break the win record. And how many do they have left? Five. Five, five or six. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Do you think they'll do it? 
Um, that's very yeah, possible. I think you so. have to win three out of your last five. I, th- I I think that they will. I think they're gonna go hard to try and get it too. So, in my opinion, I think they I hope will. the Bruins do it. But but when you look at r- results, when Tampa last beat the record, they were swept first round. So that obviously kind of scares me as a Bruins fan. But I hope I hope we just change. Uh, the narrative of the president's uh, trophy, and we win the Stanley Cup this year. Woo! I I personally think that because Trent Frederick's gonna bring us a trophy to the Stanley Cup. But the last time we did, I brought this up previous. The last time we saw a dominating season like this was Tampa Bay, and they played the toughest team in the league. The CBJ, the Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets, Jackets, and they got swept. Which does that not make you a little bit nervous? It does. And, and they had Vasilevsky, who is like you said, he's light years ahead of all the goalies in the league. Oh, don't worry, we got Allmark, we got Swayman, we're fine, we're fine. If one goalie isn't playing, we'll switch it up. Like, what? What can you do? Like, what? You couldn't switch out Vasilevsky. Who'd you have? Curtis McElhaney? No, it's. It uh, was Curtis. Ryan Elliott. It, I know, but it was Curtis McElhaney. <laughs> that plug. Obviously, you have to stay with Vasilevsky. But, yeah, I just wanted to know it that quick. But, yeah. But we could just take it and by isn't division. This, isn't this Allmark's, like, debut playoffs where he's supposed to make a big impact? Like, he obviously, he was there last year. Yeah. But, but yeah. Because he – well, yeah, because he just took, like – he just jumped another – took jumped three levels this year. On, in his play, and he's probably getting Vesna, whatever that is. I I don't know how he doesn't get Vesna off his stats alone, but I I think that Ilya Sorokin deserves love in that conversation because he has had the best season out at goalie so far. Like if you look at his team that he's on and how much work that he actually has to do to keep that team relevant, and I I I'm not trying to. Knocked down Allmark because Allmark's had a fantastic season. Supported my fantasy team well. And I just, I think that his stats are a little bit buffed up from what his team's performing like right now. That's fair. Uh, but uh, let's uh, go to clinched teams. We'll say, I'll take it by division, okay? And we'll just kind of talk about like the teams that got clinched. So we got, we'll start with Atlantic because we were just talking about Boston. So we got Boston. We got uh, the Leafs. Leafs finish our, our second, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then you got uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So this this division's been basically set in stone since January. Yeah, I and agree. It hasn't changed, and it's the standings have basically stayed. Like, the standings haven't moved. It's been set, and I think... Toronto now, like Toronto's known for a while what they had to prepare for, and I think they addressed those needs by kind of getting a little bit more of defensive guys that play better two-way to address Tampa in the first round. But it's there's no surprises here, and I'm I'm really excited for the Eastern Conference's playoffs this year, and it's going to be really hard to choose brackets for what's going to happen because I think obviously NHL playoffs anything can happen, but when it's this tight like this, like any, like I said, anything can happen. Obviously, whoever the Bruins get, I think they're going to pummel first round. But second round, either Tampa or the Leafs against Boston, I think those teams have the potential to knock down the Bruins. Nah. <laughs> um, I actually, well, I know we already talked about it, but 
the Bolts and Leafs. Uh, I'll that's be gonna, I'll be really excited to watch it with you. That'll be a good series, I think. Yeah, uh, I'll see your you going up, 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 and then you just drowning all the way down in sorrow because your team's awful and gonna lose in Game Seven. Is that? Uh, that sounds um, it up. That killed it. But okay. we're gonna head in to the Metro Division. First place, the Carolina Hurricanes, I believe. In second are the Devils still. Yeah, it's Devils. And then in third, the Rangers. Rangers are down uh, like two or three points to the Devils, and Devils are one point back of Carolina. Carolina. Like I I personally would rather see the Devils and the Rangers play because that's a more high-octane offense. It'll be fast. It'll be fun to watch where I don't really enjoy watching the slow, boring Carolina grinded-out type games. Do you think um, whoever has the better goalie in that series will win the series? Um, Between New... like. What, I think got, I do is it Vanacek for Vanacek, New Jersey? I think the Rangers will win that Vanacek series. Vanacek and Shesterkin. If that happens. Just... I. I Vanacek is still a bit unproven, and we know Shisterkin can, can be really good, and he showed it last year in the playoffs when he led them all the way to the conference final. But I, I personally will not be watching any Hurricanes games, <laughs> just because they're they're, they're 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 a really good team, but they're just boring to watch. Like, and why? Because uh, they're a defensive team. They're defensive. Who? I, I, it's it's all about offense. Like, it's fun to watch that. I don't really, you know what? If I was a player, I'd want to go to them because they don't give up lots of goals. But as as a fan, it's not it's not fun to watch as much as I'd rather watch high octane offenses. But I think we can head over to the Western Conference and the Central Division. So, in number one right now, the Minnesota Wild are in first, the Colorado Avalanche second, and the Dallas Stars in third. Minnesota's kind of like came out of nowhere. At January, they were kind of a little bit down and out. But they're not clinched, though. They're, no one's clinched no yet. No one's clinched in central. But they've kind of came back firing, and they're first in the division. And without Kaprizov, they're pumping goals into the net. And Gustafson's had a breakout year. Flurry's finding his game. And we know that Flurry can be a serious stealing goalie. Yes, yes, he's obviously really getting there, like up there in age. But and it's he's a really grizzled vet. Experience. Exactly. And that obviously you have the reigning cup champs, Colorado, facing off against Dallas. Another good series. And this the Central's tight right now. The Jets are seven points back of Dallas, so I don't think they'll catch them, but they got to win today, though. Yeah, but th- those three teams could interchange in whatever way. And I'm I'm really excited to see what the Central Series brings. I think that's going to be like the – I don't think I don't see Calgary getting in. I don't see it. I, I just think it's out, and I just think it's Seattle and Winnipeg for for the wild card spot. And Seattle makes their first playoff appearance in league history. That's correct. That's correct. Well, it's their second season, right? Yeah. Yeah, second but season. But still – that's exciting, and I, I'm excited to see what they do, how their fan base reacts. Yeah, and then you have, obviously, Edmonton. Uh, well, not obviously, but Edmonton makes it. Um, Edmonton clinched. Edmonton clinched. Skinner got uh, Rookie of the Month for March. He got uh, for being, uh, he went like 10, 1-1, one one, a point, 9-0-8, yeah, and like a 2.3 th- 
three five, some close to that. Pretty sure. Don't quote me on that one, but uh, Stuart Skinner has been playing really well recently, and I think they're gonna ride him obviously to the finals. Mister TikTok, you can't do that. <laughs> Jack Campbell, um, just really shaky for the past couple months, and yeah, really not great. So. I'd say right out with Stuart Skinner. Hopefully their defense picks up a bit more and McDavid and Dreisel do their work in the playoffs. But I don't I'd say them going as far as second round, honestly. I just I honestly I, I want to see McDavid do well and go far, but I just don't see it with that defense and the goalie holding up. Yeah. And then Vegas at the top of their division. I personally if I'm, I think they're my cup winner right now. Vegas? Yeah. What? Especially they get Mark Stone back. Jonathan Quick, for one, has the experience, like we've been saying, and has been playing really well. And when you look at their path to the finals, compared to the other teams, they have by far the easiest path. They're going to get most likely a wild card team. They're gonna end up getting either Edmonton or LA. You know, so you you're you're just scratching off the board, Boston. Uh, I think that Carolina. I think that the East, the East is gonna be an absolute Blood dog war. fight, and yeah. I think there's gonna be injuries. There's gonna be wear and tear on guys, and they're just gonna the have nothing they, left they're, they're for the final. Be, and you're gonna look at Ve- Vegas is not gonna have that level of difficulty like these Eastern teams are gonna have in their initial series to find their way there. And I think that by the time they'll reach the Western Conference Final. Even the central teams are going to have a battle, just a bloodbath. I'd take Colorado over Vegas. Yeah, but look at who they have right now. They're going to have to battle hard. I know, but I'd still take Colorado over Vegas. You you would still have to beat Colorado to go into the final. The Pacific is like the only division where I can see their series not going to six or seven games. Yeah. My two are... Obviously, one Boston. I'm not just saying that because, well, look, like their president's trophy, and you can't knock them off right now. And two, if it's not Boston, it's going to be Carolina. I'm telling you right now. If it's not Boston, it's Carolina. Those are the two teams. It's definitely a team coming out of the East. Look at all that firepower. I don't care of how much guns you're pulling out, swords, whatever, shields. I don't care what you use in the Eastern Conference. You have a bunch of, like, in the West, you just have a bunch of, like, like you're you're playing in a pool with... A bunch of water guns. That's what it is right now in the West. I don't. I just don't see a team winning over there. Like even Colorado's, I'll say, is the one team. Like they'll go back to back. That's what I think. Well, that could happen from the West. But I think it's a team from the East, and it's either Boston or Carolina. That's what I got. But um, well, since we all talked about that for a bit, and that got a little uh, whatever. But. <laughs> It's time to head into our That's right. dog and cat of the week. Um, so this week's dog of the week goes to Andre Vasilevsky. Even though we were talking about Tampa's kind of skidding a little bit, but Andre Vasilevsky went three and zero this week. He saved ninety nine out of a hundred shots, and he had two shutouts. Like that—that that is unbelievable. That's fair. That's fair. I actually like that pick. That's really good. Uh, I got cat of the week, and uh, the cat of the week we chose was the Washington Capitals. Uh, They went 0-3 this week, and they fell out of their wild card spot. And I just got to say, I don't think they're making it. 
there, I just don't see the fight really anymore. I, I feel really bad for Ovi. Like, f- like Grizzled Vet in his uh, illustrious career. Uh, I just don't see him. Like, they're placed seventh. They have 77 points. They're, like, they're tied with the Red Wings, and Red Wings still have a game in hand over them. So, as much as it sucks to see Washington's not or in my books, is probably not going to make the playoffs. I'd say that's a fair assumption. Yeah. But that about wraps it up. Yep. That does wrap it up. Do you have anything really else to add to this this episode? Um, No Ilya Sorokin for Harden Vesna, but that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I thought this was a really good podcast today. Um, but if uh, you have nothing else to add, I do not either. So... Uh, thanks guys for listening to another podcast with, uh, or another, ep- oh my goodness, another episode, uh, with Murph and Speech and, uh, uh, just tune in next week and we'll talk to you guys later. See ya.